Welcome to the Future of Supply Chain. Each episode, we bring together leaders across the supply chain space to discuss the role of technology and business model innovation on the future of supply chain. The Future of Supply Chain podcast is presented by Dynamo. Dynamo is a pre-seed and seed stage supply chain investor. To learn more about Dynamo and this show, head over to www.dynamo.vc slash podcasts or subscribe on the platform of your choice. Now let's get into the show. Here's our host, Santosh Sankar. Hey, ladies and gents, welcome back to the Future Supply Chain Podcast. I'm your host, Santosh Sankar. Joining me today, Managing Director at Goodyear Ventures, Abhijit Ganguly. Welcome, Abhijit. Thank you for having me here, Santosh. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And um, we, we have a lot to cover today, but I'd love to just start off with asking you for the quick 90-second overview on Goodyear Ventures for our listeners and audience here. Yeah, happy to do that. Goodyear Ventures is the corporate venture capital arm of the Goodyear Thailand Rubber Company. We are we actually launched this CBC back in 2020 at CES. We we announced it. So this is our, our third year into the program, and we really see the CBC as our connection to startups who are pushing the boundaries of knowledge and mobility, and innovating on how goods and people move. And uh, we see those as very synergistic to our own mission, which is about enabling mobility globally. So, uh, so that's a little over, a quick overview of of Goodyear Ventures and how it connects into Goodyear. Awesome. And I guess, kind of naturally, what's your story? How did you kind of get into the world of corporate venture? Yeah, it's a, it's not a it's not a path that has that is very prescriptive. But I'll share it nonetheless. So I am an engineer and an MBA by training, and I joined Goodyear about approximately twelve years back. My my all the time in that I've spent in Goodyear has been inside our innovation initiatives in our corporate role, and those initiatives have been tailored towards helping the company grow in new areas. And what I have done is I've run our corporate incubator for a period of time. That was a lot of fun, and. I also got involved in some active M&A situations, supporting some of the some of our M&A initiatives that resulted in one deal being done in 2017. So when in 2020 we decided that we needed to add a toolkit to our overall innovation portfolio through the CVC setup, and I heard about it, and I, I just simply put my hand up and said, "I would love to do that." And uh, guess what? It worked out. So here I am, and you know, haven't haven't regretted it. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, it continues to be fun. Awesome. I love that story. So kind of turning to Goodyear, Vent- Goodyear Ventures, right? Your investment thesis is, I quote, we valued the entrepreneurs solving the most pressing challenges in mobility. I'd be curious kind of how you think about the movement of freight as a part of this mobility opportunity that you're focused on. In your venturing efforts, oh, absolutely! I think uh, freight movement is key uh, element of good of what Goodyear is. Uh, Goodyear enables from a mobility standpoint. So you think about planes landing cargo and goods. You think about trucks moving goods. Nowadays, even robots moving goods. Mm-hmm. All of those things are things that we enable through our products and our solutions tied to our products. What makes it 
goods movement very interesting, of course, is the fact that the uh, the shippers, receivers, uh, they all value certain things which are not necessarily true day- for day-to-day consumers. For example, they would value things like uptime. They would value things like cost of operations or cost per mile or cost per hour. There is a high emphasis placed on safety and, of course, sustainability. All of these things create very unique innovation opportunities within the freight movement world. And of course, that's kind of where we connect in, not just with our company's products and services, but also new technology and solutions that we are building here in Goodyear. For example, a connected tire, the intelligent tire, as we call it, is a key element of making mobility safer, more efficient. And that's an area, that's a technology which we have actually, we are actively conducting tests on and deploying in some of our commercial trucking use cases and partners. So yeah, it's a field that we are have always historically been very connected to. And uh, we also think it's very ripe for innovative innovation through technology because of the specific things that the constituents in that field care about the most. And I'm going to kind of bring up one of our investments that we share together, which is Gaddick enabling middle mile autonomy. I'd be curious, you know, what other opportunities as, as I kind of lean into themes, trends are interesting to you right now? Are there perhaps even kind of recent investments that you've made that, uh, that really excited you? Yeah, I, look, I think we, are, we remain excited by the fact that there are some secular trends in the goods movement world around, labor, around driver shortages that are addressed by autonomy. And uh, the Gaddick example is great. We are excited about this company because we think that this company is applying autonomy in, in a constrained domain, which gives them a better chance of success uh, and a faster path to market. So that's really a terrific investment. And we are working with them on the technology side, enabling their trucks to move around more safe and more efficient through our intelligent tire technologies. And we have been public about those initiatives. We are generally very bullish on the advanced driving assistance system space. So we see the level two to three space really heat up and we have made several investments in this area. Autometric, a Boston-based company, Helm, a West Coast-based company are a couple that come to mind that we are pretty excited about working with, learning ourselves more about the evolution of ADAS and contributing towards its evolution through our technology and with respect to what we can uniquely sense as being the contact point of the car to the road through the tire we can sense the road uniquely. And that's kind of one of the things that we think we can add into the ADAS space. So we are pretty excited about the way it's growing. On the other side, with respect to sustainability in transport and moving goods and people, electrification is also a very secular trend that we are. We have made several investments in this space. Companies like Recurrent come to mind who are helping customers understand the value of the battery and therefore the value of their cars as the car progresses through its life. So that's a very exciting space for us. We also made several other investments in EV fleets like Revel, who are showing us that uh, sustainable transport doesn't have to wait. You can do it today. And uh, if you're in Manhattan or Brooklyn, you can actually hail some of these Revel, Revel cabs, which are 100% electric. And it's a great, cool experience 
for customers. So we are excited about electrification, generally speaking, and the implications to be that it has on companies like ours who are here to support those trends from a product as well as from a services standpoint. So yeah, I mean, ADAS, EVs, these are real secular trends that are happening, and we're excited to see that continue in the market today. That's awesome. I, I, I appreciate the thoughtful response there. So I'm going to kind of dig into what we've observed around corporate venturing. And we found that it tends to fall into two buckets. The first is a mandate around financial returns, with the second being more aligned with corporate innovation. And I'd be curious kind of how you think about your mandate, your stylistic approach at Goodyear. Yeah, the Goodyear Corporate Venture Fund was set up with the primary goal of making sure that we learn from these entrepreneurs about the future of mobility. And that therefore remains the primary goal of our venture fund, meaning we are driven by the areas that Goodyear needs to learn about and create meaningful relationships with our startup partners. And then we jointly work with some of our startups to create products and services that educate us about how these new areas are evolving. So uh, being mindful of our, corp- of our priorities and learning agenda in mobility is a critical element that we are set up to deliver on as a corporate venture fund. So that's number one. Number two, and in that specific audit, financial returns do make up a part of what we have to deliver back to our investment committee and our, and our management. However, it is not the most important thing. It's secondary to being able to deliver on the learning agenda that we have on mobility. So in many ways, we are not that different from other corporate VCs, we, which prioritize company strategy and learning or agendas over financial returns. But we do have financial returns as a secondary goal in our deliverables. And so... What advice would you have for, you know, the Fortune 500 corporates listening in about allocating innovation dollars this year, especially kind of given the context of macro uncertainty? Yeah, I'd say two things. One is, um, you know, think long term. That's kind of my first thing. Goodyear, for example, is 100. This year, we are actually celebrating our 125th year anniversary. So. Wow. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We were excited. There's just a whole host of celebrations, you know, geared towards that. It's exciting. But what does that mean? When we think about market cycles, our vantage point, our viewpoint towards the future isn't a quarter out or isn't two quarters out. In the CVC, we are thinking long term. And therefore, our allocation of innovation dollars is not necessarily tied heavily towards market cycles. Of course, if funding rounds don't come about, we can't participate. And that's a meaningful impact we need to consider. But in terms of our attitude, we are looking long-term. And that's, our, that's number one. The number, thing, and number two thing that I would say, it's probably a bit of a no-brainer, but who wants to deploy capital only at the bull market scenarios? We also want to be able to deploy capital when the markets have cooled down a little bit. So that does help on the secondary goal of financial returns to be able to deploy capital in markets where, frankly, they are, the terms are a little bit more investor-friendly, as are the valuations. 
So those are the two things I would say. One is think long term, and two is not to deploy capital only when things are really bullish. Everyone around you is really bullish because that does drive valuations up substantially. It, it makes total sense, and I'd probably add to that that the forces of innovation and disruption don't necessarily slow or go away just because of macro concerns. If anything, they might accelerate. Yeah, Santos, that's a great point, Santos, because there are examples of really amazing companies here in America that were created when the times weren't just that great, economically speaking. We could probably spend an afternoon talking about all the examples, but you're right. I mean, great companies don't always get born in bull market cycles. There's just a lot of evidence on that. Yeah. Kind of shifting gears a bit, you mentioned electrification a few moments ago. Kind of how do you think about sustainability broadly and how you kind of lean into some of the themes, trends, relevant topic areas around that subject matter? Yeah, indeed. I'll answer you in two two kind of parts with respect to sustainability. One is in what we, in the companies that we invest in, in the startups that we invest in, we see them as the ones that we invest in are very similarly aligned to our views uh, of making goods and people movement more sustainable. So that's one part of it. I'll give you two examples. One I, I already spoke about is Revel doing electric, 100% EV ride hailing to decarbonize transport from a people movement standpoint. The second example I'll give you is a robotics company in our portfolio called Starship, who's moving goods through electrically charged batteries inside robots that are running around in sidewalks. Just imagine the carbon impact of delivering a quarter pound burger in a 3,000 pound car. So it's formats like Starship can make consumer convenience a reality while not taking a heavy toll on environment with respect to emissions. So we really live and breathe sustainability with respect to our portfolio companies where we invest in. That's kind of the first part. The second part of how sustainability plays and takes a central role in the business that we have is in the product that we make. We have made several announcements. For example, in January 2022, we announced our 70% sustainable material demo tire that was made with 13 different ingredients. So there's a lot of innovation that's happened in that area. During 2022, we, the, in January 2023, we actually unveiled a demo tire made of 90% sustainable materials. So there is really a lot of emphasis, not just in our in innovation and in our investment portfolio, to understand what these companies are doing to decarbonize movement of goods and people. But also inside our own walls in Goodyear, we are making a lot of effort to get towards that 100% sustainable mark. And uh, we are making strong progress with the demo tires that we have built. Our, our goal also as a company is to reach net zero value chain greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. So those are things that are front and center for us. So I live this duality. I see this sustainability aspect in our business, as well as we carry that over to our portfolio companies we're investing in and look into that from a sustainability lens pretty strongly. That's awesome. So I want you to think about your most memorable startup pitch. And when I say memorable, I mean it in a positive light <laughs> rather than in, in a <laughs> negative one. What key lesson could founders listening walk away with or consider from that experience? 
Yeah. I'll share with you the, maybe I'll share with you what, what the pitches that I really appreciated and some that I didn't like and what characteristics those have. So it's very simple. We love to see founders who have through their own experiences of the world around them or their work that they have done, uh, founders who have developed a critical insight, a unique insight in a given area. And then they're able to act on that specific insight and uh, be driven to change the world for the better around the insight that they have collected through their life or work experiences. When stories like those come together in pitches, it really clicks for us. We, we love to hear that. Oh, I was doing this and this, and then I suddenly, this moment dawned on me, or I kind of learned this. And then I realized that no one else is doing it this way. And if I were successful, that would make a big impact on the wor- in the world around us. Those are some of the most memorable pitches. We have made 17 investments and without fail, the ones we latched onto very quickly were, were pitches where, which kind of made or checked those boxes. The ones that, yeah. the ones that don't work for me, Santos, and everybody's different. It's not a rule that everyone has to be similarly oriented. But when we see pitches that are geared towards mostly you know, thinking things from a standpoint of returns, et cetera, is kind of, that's kind of what, which is a, like, we really like founders who are building for the long term, very much like Goodyear being long-term focused. So, you know, there are some pitches that don't work well for us, generally involve ones that are where we, somebody's trying to understand or convince us about financial returns, et cetera. So we tend to pick up folks who are really building for the long term and to change the world for the better. Sure. No, I really like that. And I think that articulation of the insight and tying it to mission and execution, certainly we can see that at Gaddick. Yeah. As I think about our portfolio, for sure. For sure. So I'm going to start wrapping it up here. And first thing I want to do is some rapid fire. So I'm going to give you two choices and just kind of pick one that kind of is top of mind when you hear it. And uh, you don't necessarily need to justify why, but if you do have a justification, feel free to share. But this is kind of all in good fun. You ready? Yep. All righty. First up, ICE or EVs? I think ICE. And I, I think of it in the context of not a cool new technology, which it is, but, but I'm sorry, I said, I think, I think EV, I misspoke pretty badly. So I think of it as more as in the context of not a cool new technology, which it is, but in the context of moving goods and people around more sustainably than we have so far. So my pick would be to go EV. Okay. Next up here, which it might be one and the same as the first but batteries or gasoline i would pick batteries with a parenthesis of recyclable i mean i really think that there's a big opportunity for us to get into that area where we have a closed loop recyclable system of of making and then handling batteries in their end of life uh, and it really boosts the sustainability agenda that is the that has been the primary driver of electrification for so many people around us. So yeah, I love what I'm seeing in the battery 
innovation space and indeed on the recyclability space of the battery as well. Lots of great startups working in this area. Tires or tracks slash treads? <laughs> I would say Goodyear tires. That's what that would be my. I can't help it. I know all the engineers who build the tires. They're amazing products. I use them myself, so can't help pick anything else. <laughs> and to wrap it up here, right? What's your favorite thing to do when you're not investing in companies solving the most pressing challenges in mobility? So it's funny. It's kind of a part of my job, I think, but I do read a lot. I'll probably spend about an hour to two hours a day reading stuff in various topics. I'm an avid reader. I still strum my acoustic guitar every once in a while, and that's a favorite pastime. And uh, when the Northeast Ohio weather allows, I'd absolutely go out for a round of golf or two. So those are the things I do when I'm not investing in companies. Awesome. Well, Abhijit, appreciate you jumping on here, sharing your background, equally kind of what you're seeing from your vantage point at Goodyear Ventures. Look forward to seeing you around here later this summer and in the fall. Thank you, Santosh, for having me. Cheers. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a five-star review and tell us what you liked. And be sure to head over to podcast.dynamo.vc to keep up to date with our latest content or subscribe on the podcast platform of your choice. Until next time.